I am a eternally grateful uh, believer in our Lord Jesus Christ. I have recovery from growing up in a very dysfunctional household, and I'm currently working on having a healthy relationship with food, and my name is Carolyn. So let's start with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for letting us be here tonight to spend time in worship for you, to meet together as the body. Pray, Lord, for us all to be humble, to recognize that no one is perfect, no one has it together. We're all carrying our own issues that need help. Help us to be open to hearing your word and applying it to our life in all the best ways. And we pray that in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so, woohoo, okay. We skipped ahead one. I'll come back to that. So step 12, having had a spiritual experience as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to others and practice these principles in all our affairs. And brothers, Galatians 6.1 says, Brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore them gently. But watch yourself, or you also may be tempted. So, so I'm going to really mess you up tonight. I'm going to give you your questions at the beginning. So you can pay attention um, and think for yourself as to what it is that you need to take with you to share group and for the rest of the week. So our first question, and this will explain itself, it'll come up again at the end too. So um, what, one, what is your elevator pitch? I will explain that in the lesson, but just keep that in mind as we go through. Number two, where are you serving and where could you be serving? Three, what area of service are you neglecting? And four, what is the impact on you that serving or not serving is having? So, okay, go forward again. So, oh, so this is a lottery ticket. I picked this up for tonight's lesson. I promise you, I do not have a gambling problem. But if you do, you have found the right place because we have a program for that. And everyone at one time or another has thought about what they would do and how their life would change if they won it big, right? I totally know you have because I have. And maybe the first thing you think about is getting a new home, maybe just move into a better neighborhood, Perhaps it's a new car for you or someone else. A fancy high-end Mercedes is your thing, a Porsche or a, Mer or a Ferrari. Maybe you're into getting that Tesla or maybe you're really into those like muscle cars. Then we start thinking about other things like after the big things, we start thinking about getting those new clothes, the watches, the jewelry, those really nice shoes. I know some of you really like the latest tech toys, like the latest, what are we at? Apple, like iPhone 16 or something like crazy. Um, maybe it's a computer system or I saw a 75 inch TV, like that was mad. Um, and maybe that's what, what really floats your boat. But once like now you've taken care of your immediate needs and you want, you know, and, and some of those wants, and then some of you might look at how you can help those people who are around you. You know, help out your family, your friends with their needs and wants. Some of you, though, want to keep all of it for yourself. So I want you to think about that as we go through this lesson tonight on yes. 
Step 12 tells us having had a spiritual experience as the result of these steps, we are to carry this message to others and practice these principles in all our affairs. So we have two parts in this step that we need to consider and then put into action. One, try to carry this message to others. And two, practice these principles in all our affairs. It's actually show and tell. <laughs> tell everyone about Jesus and how you've been changed and show them through your changed life that you're different by your service to others. See, we've received the greatest gift and it's one we didn't earn. And like the lottery win, it's life-changing. And while, amen, Tammy. And while accepting Jesus Christ as your own personal Lord and Savior is the greatest gift, we at Choose Recovery also have the gift of healing that God promised us, which is James 5.16. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. So if you've been involved in this program for a little bit, or for a long time, hopefully, uh, you've started to see some changes in your life and some recovery. Tonight is not just recognizing the incredible blessing that Jesus and our recovery is, but it's about how we can start to share that blessing with others. Look at it this way. Just like our fictional lottery win, the first things we look at are our own needs and our own wants. At CR, we start off by being somewhat selfish about our own need for recovery. And that is okay. In fact, it's actually completely necessary. Our, in our lessons and step study, we start with our denial and that we are powerless. And then when we are in our share group, our first instructions and in our guidelines actually tell us to keep focused on our own thoughts and our own feelings but we're at lesson 24 out of 25 lessons. And so at this point, it's time to start sharing with others. First Peter 4.10 says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So going forward, how do we use the gifts we've received to serve others? First Peter 3.15 says, be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. So anyone who's in business or sales or works independently knows what their elevator pitch is. Its purpose is to explain a concept quickly and clearly to spark interest in who you are and what you do. Short, sweet, to the point. So... In 1 Peter 3.15, it's our call to be prepared. So tonight, I'm going to help you get prepared to give your answer in three steps. One starts off with, I used to be, I used to do, I used to think, whatever that is. I used to be depressed. I used to be lonely. I used to be selfish. I thought I was worthless. I drank too much. I smoked too much. I shopped too much. I yelled too much, whatever it was. Then two, then Jesus came in my life. I made him my Lord and Savior, and I was changed. Three, then instead of looking at these worldly things I thought would make me happy or fulfilled or whatever, those things actually left me empty or angry or fearful or hollow. I was changed into a person with hope, joy, peace, patience, kindness, love, whatever. 
you want to take a picture of that to have for yourself to share, to practice in share group or to practice later at home, go right ahead. Now that we've done some telling, it's now time to do some showing. Matthew 5.16 says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Service isn't really just something that you do. I see it more as an overall attitude that you build your life around. Approaching everything you do in a spirit of service can completely transform your life and make it so much more meaningful and fulfilling. Service to others helps you to get off thinking about just yourself and just your problems. Philippians 2.4 says, Let each of you look not only to your own interests, but the interests of others. So we just went through the five essentials. And if you've been working your program, you have Jesus, you're working your 12 steps, you have and or are a sponsor, and you're attending meetings regularly which means you're ready to move on to service. And just like our big lottery win, once we've taken, we are taken care of, we can look to others to help them in their need. The amazing thing about serving others and giving is that it has a positive effect on us. You can't give to others without also reaping benefits for yourself. When you see yourself as a servant leader, you will never have a problem finding someone to help. So if you're looking for your purpose in life, there it is. Always remember that wherever you are in life, there is always someone you can help in some way. When you look for ways to help others, you will spend less time ruminating, there's your word for the day, means to be stuck in a cycle of negative thinking, dwelling on negative feelings and those causes and those consequences. So the things that have happened in the past, the things that are maybe coming in the future, that's ruminating. It's such a good word. It's like, so... You're, so when I was researching for this lesson, I came across a gentleman named Evan Carmichael. He is a serial uh, entrepreneur, very successful. He's actually in Toronto. Um, he's a very interesting guy. And I got a quote from him that was just so perfect for tonight. It says, your purpose comes from your pain. You help people who currently are what you used to be. We don't want to go back in the past especially as optimistic, forward-looking entrepreneurs. But the reason why you do what you do comes from a really traumatic or painful moment in your past. And recognizing that there's so many other people who currently are what you used to be. That's us. We came to choose recovery because we were broken, had trauma or pain, but we don't live there anymore, and that's not our identity. Amen. So you're sitting there tonight asking yourself, what can I be doing to serve? And that's a great question. I'm glad you asked. Um, I'm going to talk about four areas where you can serve right now. So obviously, you can be serving at Choose Recovery. So just here at CR, you could help him help with welcoming at the door, because we always have the lovely ladies welcoming us at the door. And then you could help with tech. Or if you're musical or can sing, you can play an instrument. If you like to talk like me and Tammy, you can come and help MC or you can lead a share group or come help clean up after cafe. All of those things are great. But be predictable by being here every Monday night. That's a great way to serve. 
The one Monday night recently where Doug and I weren't here, you would have thought the world had come to an end because everybody asked me about it the week I came back. Where were you? What were you doing? What was going on? Because it was obvious that the two of us were not here. That's because we're predictably here. I'm not sure if you're worried the slides won't work or you're not going to get something to eat, but that's a whole other thing. You do expect to see us when you walk in the door. And so many of you are like that too, which is awesome because it's a service to be here, to be a familiar face so others can feel it's a safe place to be. Don't think that's a small thing. Be a supportive servant by regularly going to share group. Same thing. We all need to see the familiar faces and being supportive to us in our share groups. That makes us all feel safe. If you only come for worship and the teaching, that's only just for you. And that's okay. And I want you to keep coming back. But going to share group and actively listening to others and praying for them, that's service. Be that accountability partner that someone needs. Or if you've already done step study, be a sponsor. That's part of your recovery. Encourage others. Thank others. Stop to hear what people are saying to you. Put yourself in the other person's shoes. Think before you speak. And above all, pour on love to others. So our next one, serving at home. Serving in our home is so much more than cleaning the dishes, although I do appreciate that. Um, it can be about kind words, encouragement, listening, and being there for people who need you. Some of us are so busy chasing our careers and our hobbies, or even serving elsewhere, that we're neglecting the very people in our own homes. There are people in your home that are desperately trying to tell you that they're hurting or that they have needs that are not being met, but we're too busy to hear them. I love this translation. It's called the New Testament for everyone. Matthew 16, 26 says, what use will it be otherwise if you win the whole world but forfeit your true life? And what will you give to get your life back? If your house is on fire, what good is it to be out putting out fires elsewhere when your house is burning to the ground? Priscilla Shire, who's a very uh, sought-after women's Bible teacher, was explaining just a couple of years ago why she was cutting back on her speaking engagements. She used to travel all over the place to do live speaking engagements. And a few years ago, she cut back to only doing four a year to spend more time with her family. And she said, how can I spend all my time tending everyone else's garden when the weeds are taking over mine? So choose those closest to you first. Then we'll talk about serving in your community. And Mark 12, 30 and 31 say, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So, who's your neighbor? Most of us can see our neighbors, but most of us don't know who our neighbors are. Everyone around you is your neighbor. So, show them the love of God by being a loving neighbor. Shovel their driveway, bring them some cookies, smile at them, you'll freak them out. Say hello. Invite them for coffee or share your elevator pitch now that you have it. Remember, we are the hands and the feet of God. 
And that can be your service. Of the four, this is our last one, serving in your church. Now, hopefully, you have found yourself a local church to call home. And you've made yourself a part of the body there. The Bible refers to the people of the church as the body. Many different parts, but each with its own purpose. Some are more obvious than others, but they are no less important. See, your heart is a very important part of your body. Moves the blood to feed everything. It keeps your brain and your other organs functioning. It goes about all its work, completely unthought of and completely unseen. Only its absence is noticed. The same is in our church body. Not every job is flashy or applauded, but there is a need in your church, and your absence is noticed. Find a place to serve, however small you think it is, and serve. 2 Corinthians 9, 7 says, Each one must give as he has decided in his heart. I got the right one? Yep. Um, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. See, I used to think this one was all about giving money only. If you read further into the chapter, verse 11 says, you will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. The other things that we have to think about besides our money, though, is all the parts of our, all areas of our life. This includes our time, our talents, and our treasure. For most of us, our treasure is actually the easiest of these to part with. The other two, our time and our talents, that costs us something a whole lot harder. We have to choose to serve someone else and give up something we wanted for ourselves. And time is the only truly limited resource because once it's gone, you cannot get it back. We are called to use things to invest in others, to serve others, and to do it cheerfully. Galatians 5.13 says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. My friends, tonight, you've all been the winners of the greatest lottery of all eternity if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, and I hope that you have. And if you haven't yet and you want to, please ask any of the volunteers here tonight. They would be more than happy to talk to you about that. Don't be greedy and hoard it all for yourself. Share all the blessings you've been given, your time, your talents, and your treasures. Our words can never speak more loudly than our actions. So I want you to take a moment and think about what you can do each day to be a servant to others. Before you begin each day, maybe ask yourself, how will I serve someone today? So back to our questions again. What is your elevator pitch? Basically, it's three things. I, I was like, then Jesus, now I am. Two, where are you serving and where could you be serving? Three, what area of service are you neglecting? And four, what is the impact on you that serving or not serving is having? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this evening. We thank you that uh, we can humbly stand before you but that you love us so greatly and have such grace and mercy for us all. We pray, Lord, that we can lean on you as our strength 
and our endurance as we go through each and every day. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen.